everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. What I have for you here today is an excerpt, a portion of the chat, the interview that I did with blogger Nick Allen. We had a really great chat, but part of the discussion sort of veered off to left field and then, and then over to right field. And so I thought I would just pick out the portion of our chat that I thought would be most appreciated by the listeners who come back to catch these episodes. I'm excited to announce that Nick will actually be coming onto the live stream on my YouTube channel in the next few weeks. So if after this interview, after you listen to this, you think, man, I would like to know more about this guy. Well, guess what? You will have a chance to get to know him a bit better. We talk about his YouTube channel and his websites and how he got started making money online. And in the description of this show, you'll find links to his Facebook group and his YouTube channel. All right, let's go. Right. My name's Nick. I started with affiliate marketing in 2016. I'm a musician. This affiliate marketing thing started as a hobby for me. I started watching YouTube videos, really got into it, and the blog took off. And now it's my full-time gig. Awesome. Well, you're also on YouTube right now, correct? Yes. So side on the side note, I also run a channel called Two Hour Blogger. And it's a YouTube channel teaching affiliate marketing, but still in kind of the early stages of getting that rolling. Well, you know, I really like the idea of the two-hour blogger. As I understand it, the idea is, all right, you can get here if you dedicate a certain set amount of time every day. So is that the time that you're spending is two hours a day on your blog? Right. So when I, when I, used, I used to play in a band. So we would do our band practice. We'd do all this. And you get done with it. Maybe you have to do other work to supplement your income. Because when you're, when you're playing in a band, you're not making too much money, unfortunately. But um, so it was basically like, hey, two hours each day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on my website. And that's kind of where the idea spawned from. That's amazing. So something that you, that you started just from, it was your hobby, your love, and then it now is your business. Exactly. Yep. So what happened to the band? Uh, a typical band breakup story. <laughs> you know, I won't, I won't get into too many details, but it's the same story that, a lot of, that plagues a lot of bands. So I'm looking at, you know, we talked a little bit about this before we, you know, we went on, but I'm looking at your video and your audio and those things look sharp. Is this something that is part of your hobby or part of the site that you cover? It can be. Yeah, it can be for, you know, I'm in the music niche. So a lot of people who are musicians also make videos. They make videos for YouTube. They make recordings. So, you know, you need to know these things are really helpful to know if you can learn them. So it's, it's definitely part of it. You know, I think that that's an area where a lot of bloggers are ignoring just the the need to actually serve the video side of it because there is money to be made from video, especially if you're already doing all the research, right? You did the keyword research, you already did the informational research, you already wrote out basically the blog post, which could be your script, but they they don't want to make the jump to making the video because it seems maybe too hard or intimidating or they don't want to- very intimidating. Yeah, absolutely. And even just on the blog side, if you can take up even photography, even if you just have an iPhone or some sort of phone that has a decent camera, just taking photos, if you have any products you're talking about, just adds to the credibility of who's, you know, they're reading it and they go, oh, this person, they actually own the product. You know, it's not just some stock manufacturer photo. So with your site, is it primarily monetized with affiliate offers or ads or both? It is prim- it's, uh, monetized with both ads affiliate content and sometimes sponsored stuff. Like I have 
I have brands that will send products to me too. Oh, that's exciting. Well, on your YouTube channel, I noted that, or maybe I funneled into your Facebook group because I did join your Facebook group. Yep. You posted a milestone that you had crossed 100,000 page views in one month in, mm-hmm. on the blog. And that is, I think, a pretty significant milestone. How long did it take you to get there? It took me four years. So starting in late 2016. So if we go on the timeline from that late 2016 point, I didn't really start seeing significant traffic till 2019. So in that time period, I was struggling like, oh, is this actually going to work? Am I going to ever do anything with this? But at the same time, I also was pretty new to it. So when I saw that I had 100 people in a week, I was like, oh, wow, there's actually 100 people that came and visited my site. This is cool. And I'm making small amounts of sales here. That's great. So I'm just going to keep I'm going to keep writing. It seems like it's working. So then what changed though in 2019 or, or did nothing change? And in just- 2019, I started getting a little more aggressive trying to go after these, these heavy hitters, these keywords that were a lot bigger volume. And I was able to get in there. I think it wasn't any combination of like backlinks or anything weird like that. It was just like diving into these topics and really just creating the best possible article that was, that needs to be there. You know, you know, I seen a lot of, you see a lot of junk articles out there that are just very, very spammy or they're poorly written. Oh, I'm sure I've written some, you know, <laughs> not just seen them. I, I'm sure I've created some. I've created them too. I mean, when I go back and I look at some of my first stuff, it's, it's not good. It's 200 words and it's, you know, I'm, I'm shocked at reading back through some of my stuff. Do you ever go back and do any upgrades on old content? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a big component. You should be doing that. I mean, a lot of people will say, oh, well, my time would just be better served by investing either money or time into new content because that old stuff isn't performing. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, think, you can, I think you can get yourself into a position where you almost have too much content and you're continually writing and writing and writing and churning out more and more and more to the point where your site is so just flooded across, you know, let's say you have 300 articles, right? And let's say half of them are bad. You know, now you're wasting your crawl, your Google's crawl budget on half of these articles that are all thin content or they're just not up to the standard that it should be. Whereas if you just were to go back, you know, maybe those articles that aren't as good, maybe they do have a chance if you just give them a little love. <laughs> I love that. If you just if you just give them a little love. <laughs> I think some of my articles. I mean, there's so many need... articles. Maybe we go back and we think, oh, I I even forgot that I have that. Well, by the time your site gets so big, once you have several hundred blog posts at that point, I mean, you're not going to necessarily even remember writing it or exactly. Mm-hmm. I always figured though there was a reason that I wrote the article on that topic in the first place, and I must have thought at some point that it was a worthwhile article to make. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have this site, and it is now crossed the hundred thousand page views mark, and it's going really well. You gonna hold it? You gonna dump it? I am absolutely gonna hold it. Yeah. I don't. I I see the value in in flipping sites if if you're not totally passionate about that site but since i'm i'm so into it it's really it's really a passion for me so i i I can't see myself parting with it really what about starting i mean is this so you just hang on to this one site and you're like i'm all in on this or are you creating and bringing along other sites as well i do i do have another site it's in its very very beginning stages right now i think there's only five 
five or six articles on it. So that I'm primarily, I'm, I'm writing some of it, but I'm mostly outsourcing it. So I'm in the process of trying that out. Well, you may or may not know, but there are many folks in my community who are jumping onto a new project for 2021. You know, 2020 for a lot of people was a complete and total dumpster fire, right? It was. Yeah, it was. It was bad. It was awful. So let's look at 2021 as a chance to create something new, create an asset. Uh, And if you don't mind, I'd love to talk more about, I don't want, I don't need to know the URL or the niche or anything because that's, that's your business, your information. But when you were looking at the site, at the topic, what were you looking for in making that decision? In this new one? Sure. Sure. Um, well, well, to pedal it back, let's, let's talk about my first site. It's just, it was built out of a passion, right? Something that you do, right? So a lot of times people will start websites in niches where they say, oh, this looks really good because nobody's here or it's so obscure of a topic that I can easily jump in and get it, right? Which is great. That might work. But if you don't have the passion for that and it's your first website you're working on, you're probably not going to succeed. You're going to either give up on it or you're going to get frustrated because you don't see results in six months. So if you're, if you're passionate about it, you are big into it, like, like something random, like let's say like 3D printers. It's kind of a new topic, right? If you do that and that's your hobby and you're making things and selling them on Etsy and having a great time with it, that's a perfect idea for a niche site. So as far as this new site, it's in, um, well, I'll, I'll give you the URL. No, 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 you don't have to, but to say, <laughs> I was going to ask, is it, is it your passion or is it one that was a money play? You say, okay, this is a topic I think I can use my skills. It's, on. it's a kind of hobby, but, um, it's also something that's a little obscure as far as the, the sites that are there, there, there's not many sites there. Okay, so it's a low competition. You think there's a, yeah. there's search traffic there, there's interest there, but not a lot of people are serving it yet. Yes, exactly. Well, how'd you find it? Was it something you knew about or was one that you walked around and you're like, that? It, that. It's a hobby. It's a hobby that I, I'm currently doing. So unrelated to music or anything like that, but I was like, oh, there's no, there's no websites here, really. See, the thing that... That I'm in the middle of the niche hunt right now because I'm definitely going, I'm starting two new sites in January and I've got one already sorted, already bought the domain, basically put that one um, on the track so it can go. But the other one I, I am, because normally I have started sites based on something I already knew, right? A, a passion, but this one I'm planning on just straight money play, right? Okay. Outsourcing it all and the rest. And it was really hard to come up with a niche because I had always started websites based on something that I knew, but... <laughs> That also would mean if I knew about it and was familiar to me that it was also the same for other people because I'm not a snowflake, right? I'm, I'm not unique. Lots of right. people do the things that I do. So I find myself like, doing everything possible to try to see something that I wouldn't normally see or experience something I wouldn't normally experience. I literally was walking around my neighborhood with my phone and a notepad and like everything I saw, like, hmm. You know, what do they have in their yard that I don't have? And, you know, what are, they, what are they doing that I don't do to try to come up with ideas? Uh, mm-hmm. Because I just, I, I couldn't imagine that something I would be passionate about that other people wouldn't also be passionate about. I think that's one of the major challenges for people who are looking at niches. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's, the, um, that's the two different approaches, really. Like you can do the passion project, or you can do 
like the outsource project where you're kind of managing the whole, th- whole situation and, you know, paying other people to write all the content, which is kind of what I'm doing now with this new one, even though I do have a, a it's, it's a hobby of mine, but you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but that's actually a really good, that's a good way to do it. You know, even if you just use your phone and just mark something down, if you're walking down the street, you see different hobbies and things people are doing. It's a great way to come up with ideas. Oh my gosh. You should have seen me. It was like 30 degrees outside. And so I was freezing, right? I was with my phone, like (laughs) my fingers were so cold. I couldn't almost even bend them enough to like type in the things on my phone. But it, it, there were so many ideas that I hadn't thought of that probably had affiliate products. Like I'm walking along and I saw somebody with a gigantic picnic table in their yard, right? One of those huge ones that seats eight that's made out of, uh, you know, cedar wood. And I'm like, oh, I bet you those go for five, six, seven hundred dollars maybe there's an affiliate program for that. Maybe that is a product. And then I saw tool sheds, these, you know, these like eight by eight tool sheds. I'm like, man, I wonder if there is something for that. And if I just looked out my window in my yard, you know, those things, those products would have never occurred to me. And so people ask me now, like, have you, what have you done to go look aside from just searching on Amazon? Right. People say, go to the category pages and just look for stuff, but everything is not Mm -mm. in there. It's too broad. So how do you pick the uh, monetization strategy then for the new site? Well, Unfortunately, because we've seen those changes with Amazon, it's a little trickier. I mean, that's kind of where I'm going, but you have to, I mean, that's, that's pretty much where it's going to be for now. And eventually, you know, Mediavine or some other ad agency, that will be, that'll be another source of income. Um, that's kind of where it lies as of right now. I haven't dug too deep into affiliate models for it just I, I started the site before those changes happened. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a problem, unfortunately. But if you can if you can get the traffic up high enough and you can get enough volume of sales, you know, you can kind of go go past Amazon's changes. But who knows? Who knows? Amazon might even cut this program. I mean, that's the serious reality we have to talk about. But I think it's gonna happen. I think yeah. they don't they don't need they don't need us. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. But I mean, there's other, there's other, there's other programs out there where you can look for. I mean, I've looked in impact. Uh, I have, I'm part of Avant link too. There's a lot of smaller, smaller vendors in that um, network. There's CJ. Well, I feel like one of your YouTube videos was focusing on Amazon alternatives. Have you had success with affiliate programs that are not Amazon? Oh, my main, on my main website, my main affiliate program is run through impact and that's 75% of my earnings. And so did you start with Amazon and then move to impact and then? Yep. Yep. So this was a transition. So you actually left the security, the, the, the embrace of Amazon and went out in the world and found another one. Oh yeah. It was, I I went through 150 posts removing (sighs) Amazon. Like I don't want to see this. I don't want Amazon anymore. Get away. You know, but I still have, I still have Amazon clicks coming in from, you know, places where that's the only place you can go. When you are looking at a product to be an affiliate for, what do you look for? Well, I suppose I like to use the products, but there's also products that I just talk and speculate on. And so I I can see what other people are, if they're liking it, if they're using it, they're recommending it, it's probably good. And, you know, I, I look for 
it's really it's really really wide like the the um like where where what i choose i mean there's products in this niche that are ten dollars there's products that are eight thousand so it's so wide so i try to hit on all that there's accessories there's um there's instruments there's courses there's so much so uh, mainly hitting all of those but really just finding the gold in all of the different categories of different products. Well, I guess what you've highlighted though, is that when you're looking at a niche or you're doing that selection, that the number of products that you could eventually cover should be a factor. I mean, maybe this is a, some niches are ones where they only have two or three options, or maybe there's only one affiliate program. But if you look at something that you know well enough about, and then you have uh, plenty to choose from, and you can look at the competitiveness also of, the reviews of the keywords around those like music courses, right. Or learn mm-hmm. how to play the flute upside down or you know, yeah. whatever those things are. Cause you can assess each of those um, individually as far as whether or not to choose to move forward and write on those keywords. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you bring up flute. I mean, there's, you can buy flutes, you can buy flute lessons, you can buy books, you can buy accessories, you know, stands and, music stands and all kinds of stuff. And these, these instruments are, you know, they can get pretty expensive. And I think a lot of people get hung up on Amazon, right? They, they look for a niche or they look for something on Amazon and they don't necessarily think about the other potential partnerships. If, mm-hmm. if you have a, a flute playing focused website and you say, okay, well, my only options are to sell flutes and to write about being a flautist. I think that's the word, right? To be, yep. being a flautist. That potentially you could even reach out to someone who one-on-one has a course and try to partner with them to sell their, like refer people directly to that course without going through Udemy or without going through some other platform and maybe even negotiate a better deal for yourself. Right. You and partner one-on-one with someone. That's the other thing too is, you might be searching like, oh, is there a flute affiliate programs? And you're searching and you're not, you're not finding anything, right? One of my, my biggest affiliate program is invite only. So I had to dig my, you know, I dug my way and found, well, it was my buddy who, who got in the contact with, with our affiliate manager. But, you know, sometimes these affiliate programs, you don't even know that they exist until you make the email, make the phone call. That they actually have some sort of partnership. You wouldn't even know that they, right. that they would pay people out to refer people back to them. You, yeah, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. That's awesome. I, hadn't, I didn't realize that that was a part of it. So when you say you're being served through Impact, is that how they manage their affiliates then through Impact? Yep. Yeah. They use that as their network. Um, but the thing know. is, though, when, when people are looking then for affiliate programs like that, they wouldn't necessarily just go to Impact and then do a, a search for it. They would be no. looking at the Probably companies not. directly. Yep. And then that's just how they service it. It's, it's, so I guess I don't think of impact as like commission junction, right? It's not the place where you go just to like scroll through the affiliate programs. You can. You can. There, is, there are brands that list on impact. But mm-hmm. um, what I was going to say is one tip, if you're trying to find affiliate programs, maybe that you don't know if they exist or not. I mean, you, you know, find someone in your niche, see where they're, what they're doing, see who they're sending their traffic to. And you might see something like, oh, they're sending them to this store. I didn't know that that store even had affiliate program. So then you can start digging that way. I mean, that's how we, we found our connection. Where do you see yourself in five years in this 
all of this. So this niche, because you've got this YouTube channel and the Facebook group and the two hour blogger brand. I mean, it seems to me that, that the brand in itself is something that you might want to grow into something at yeah. a later date. Yeah. I'm, I hope, I hope we can, we can do, we can do well with it. You know, oh, is that some merch? Yeah, this is some merch we have. Let here. me see. Let me see. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's hard to get it in the focus of the, you have to like you know, zoomed in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I think it's great. So yeah, yeah you say so, we, so you have a partner in this business. Yes, of yours? I do. Yeah. So my buddy is named David and he is on the e-commerce side. So he has an e-commerce business and he does that nightmare scenario that I don't want to even go near because that's, that's some hard stuff with inventory and all that, but he's so good at it. So I said, why don't we, you know, get together and, you know, I'll run this side of it, affiliate marketing, and you can talk about that stuff. And, you know, we're slowly, slowly getting to that point where we're, we're about to commit to it and really, really go hard on it. Um, I would have had more YouTube videos done this last week and last couple of weeks, but I just got over COVID. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. So that had me kind of sitting on the couch for, for a week or so. So what was your experience? Because some people, it just destroys them and some people are like, eh. I was, I was very lucky. I was lucky. I had my worst, I had a fever and a sore throat, felt terrible, fatigued, but I was okay. Yeah, beat it. <laughs> yeah. So that, that schedule kind of got moved a little bit for now. Plus we just had Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that makes sense then with the e-commerce side that you guys would be distracted by that. Yeah. Yeah. So then what does the future hold? What are you looking towards doing? I just like the idea of creating YouTube videos. It's so fun. So that's going to be the goal. Just keep making cool, helpful content and we'll see where it takes us. You know, maybe one day we could come up with some sort of combined course. I don't know. That's, that's a long ways away still. What do you think the greatest challenge you face is what what is your what is the hurdle what is what is it that you need to overcome in order to get to the next step in your business uh relating to just like my affiliate marketing and stuff in general i mean you oh, say okay yeah. well i have these goals you know you have this brand and you have these other things like what's what is the next challenge that you're really looking at we got we got to get that um well in my in my space, it's, you know, it's music related, it's instruments, it's lessons, it's tips, education. But the one area that I'm lacking is interviews mm. and, you know, you know, reaching out and interviewing famous musicians or not even famous, but just musicians in general interviews, um, video interviews, you name it. That's just, it's hard to do. It's hard to coordinate. Um, you, there's no live shows. I can't go and see, you know, someone right now take video, get an interview, do all that. I'd love to do that. That's the next step to really take this to the next level. Maybe in 2021, if we can get back to some semblance of normal, you know, I can start to do that, but. I don't know. It's, it's just seems that a lot of musicians have continued to make themselves available uh, using things like zoom and, and social media. Yep, yep. I mean, is there, have you pursued at all the, cold outreach, just trying to approach musicians on these platforms that are easy well, for them to just like log on and off. Yeah. I've, I've done, I've done one this last couple months. I think most of them have been email interviews, mm -hmm. 
but I'd like to get more into the video side. Um, but also, you know, getting out there and, and doing it in person, but you know, that's, that's for the future, but that's, that's the hardest goal. I don't want to be just an affiliate website, right? I want to be like an education, um, an educational hub. I want to have video. I want to have all this other stuff on it so that it's not just sales, 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 sell, 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 you know, you want to have this actual brand so that people right. know who this site, the, know about the site and then continue to come back. And right. They're more. coming back just because they like the brand. They like what they're getting. Not because they find it once and then go, oh, I got my answer solved. I'm out. So, so are you it's doing really hard to grow an email list that way too. Mm. Are you doing YouTube for, for your big site? Yes. How I often find, are you? I find it easier to type, you know, video, video is a big, video is a big, a big struggle. It's a lot. It takes, for me, it takes a lot longer, but you know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting the hang of it. I'm getting into it. And that's all we have for today, folks. I want to thank Nick for coming on the show. I really enjoyed talking with him. And again, if you are interested in knowing more about him, you can look for the live stream. And of course, if you're catching this far in, into the, you know, in the future and this podcast is old, then just go and check out the YouTube channel. And when he goes live, I will try to link it up here. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you again soon.